Hey guys, this is Nerd, one half of the beta testers. I feel like it would be a crime to put out 5 episodes in October and not do one with a horror theme. So I figured, 80s horror is probably the best theme for an episode to drop on Halloween. Purely coincidental, wasn't planned. New episodes are just published every Thursday, and Halloween just happened to fall on Thursday this year. So, let's get into it, and all this cheesy 80s glory. This week is just gonna be me, nerd, bringing keys away at some work. So it'll just be me, and I figured I'll do something a little different this time. Not too heavy on the video game theme, but actually, it's not even video game theme. It's just gonna be '80s horror. It's it's almost Halloween, and I've been watching a lot of horror movies, and I figured, you know, what what a what a good time to do a, a horror themed episode. Could have done one on horror games, but I figured I'd rather talk about some horror movies. Specifically the the endless eighties horror movies that I've been watching over the past month or so. Uh to me, eighties horror is like one of the best Subgenres of horror. Like, some people might want to put it as a subgenre, but I'll put it as a subgenre because there really isn't. Some some people try to recreate the the whole vibe you get from a lot of eighties horrors in the late two thousands, twenty teens, but they just they're more cheesy than cheesy good. You know, like. Like, a lot of the 80s horror is so bad, it's good. Like those movies that are just terrible, but you watch them anyway because <laughs> you enjoy you enjoyed the train wreck that is the whole movie. But to me, after the 80s, after, especially 89, like the shift into the 90s style of horror. And then after that, no more, no more really good 80s horror. So you got to really go back and watch. Horror made in the 80s and not like horror made now trying to recapture that that vibe that you got from 80s horror. Especially with a lot of the CGI technology we have access to now where you know back then they didn't they didn't have what directors and movie studios have today to make their movies so they just <laughs> they went with what they had and for me it worked. It just, just great movies. Now, I grew up, well, I was born in the 80s, grew up in the 90s. So maybe a little nostalgia thing for me. Like, I remember every Saturday morning watching cartoons till about midday, like noon, and then. Kung Fu, like, those poorly dubbed Kung Fu movies. And this was in, this was in the Caribbean, not in the early, well, late 80s, early 90s. Watching these poorly dubbed Kung Fu movies. And I, I love them. I still, I still watch them. And I've been, I've been watching a lot of 70s, 80s Kung Fu movies, but October, I've been on this Halloween vibe. Because even though Halloween is... Trick-or-treating is dead. My my love for Halloween isn't. Well, trick-or-treating is kind of dead in New York. Where I live. Everyone's afraid. They don't, want, they don't want their kids to get anything weird in the candy. Plus, I don't really live in a... Yeah, I really don't live in a kid heavy neighborhood so pretty been pretty dead for like five plus years now but anyway back to 80s horror the first one i watched what was it uh was killer clowns from outer space now i would <laughs> oh man this movie 
I don't know what was better, the clowns or their powers. I'll, I'll probably say the clowns. Those, those costumes were top quality. The movie was actually, the movie was actually pretty, pretty well done in my opinion. I laughed. I wasn't, you know. No, I don't think every horror movie has to be scared the crap out of you. Just, <laughs> you know, it's just a imagining of a what realistic. If it was re, that's realistic. If it was a real situation of killer clowns from outer space, it would be, it would be a horror. No matter, even if they did look like the clowns from, from that movie. You know, initially. With our our knowledge and and experiences with clowns on Earth, you know, probably would be laughing at first, like most of the characters did in the movie. You're like, oh, look at these look at these funny looking clowns, and then when they shoot you with their cotton candy gun and web you, you know, you won't be laughing then. <laughs> but it was. It was a pretty, pretty good movie. You know, not, not like Exorcist scary for me. The Exorcist is the, uh, is what I equate as a scary horror movie. Now I watched it when I was younger. Got it on DVD, probably like ten years ago, and still to this day, Exorcist is still. One of the few horror movies that scared the crap out of me. So I really don't watch horror to get scared. Like new horror that that I really liked. And again, I don't even consider it horror too much. Is Mother with Jennifer Lawrence? That was a that was probably one of my favorite movies the last ten years. And then um, what's it called? Hereditary. It wasn't. It had a few jump scares coming to the end, but the overall story of that, I, I really, I really enjoyed that movie. So again, like horror, looking to get scared, like slasher flicks, and like I'm, I'm just looking to be entertained. I'm not looking to get scared because they're not, they're not scaring me. You know, it's not like I'm a kid again watching Chucky or or Cujo or Pet Cemetery. Like you know, as a kid, those were scary, but like now. I'm not looking to get scared. I'm just looking to probably laugh, have a good time. Cause again, I'm not, I'm not too big on movies. Cause where I live, I live a few ten minutes away from JFK Airport, so half my days are are just filled with planes flying over. And when you're trying to watch a movie with planes flying over, you got to keep pausing every. Depends on the time of year, but like in the summer, you got to pause like every thirty seconds to. Five minutes in, I just kills the whole vibe of watching the movie, especially at night where it's like, all right, everything's chill. You got your popcorn, your drink, chips. Press start. The credits go through. Fine. Start talking. Plane fly by. It's like okay, gotta pause, or you gotta watch it with subtitles. And, you know, unless it's like a a dub or not a dub. Japanese sub or like Chinese sub or something. I don't want to be watching an English show with subtitles. But just where I live, so I'll deal with it. So I'm not really too big on movies nowadays or TV shows in general. I don't have to, I don't really have to want to have to pause every five seconds or, or read subs or put my headphones on. Just enjoy a movie or show, so that's just me. But back to the 80s horror. The best one? Okay, I watched. Let me just go through what I watched. Today is October 26th. I started watching them like probably October 1st. Just to, just to say, it's so like 20, over 25 days. I watched Hello Clowns from Outer Space, The Return of the Living Dead, Sleepaway Camp 1, 2, and 3. Hopping Mall, Pumpkinhead, 
Lumber Party Massacre, The Being, Bride of Reanimator, Blood Rage, The Final Terror, Terror, Ooh. The Final Terror, Long Weekend, mm, it's iffy on that one, but Microwave Massacre, Masterpiece, should call it, <laughs> Class of 1984, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, Waxwork, and House. Not the TV show House, but a movie called House from 1986. <laughs> so, out of all those, the top three would have to be The Return of the Living Dead, uh, Class of 1984, and maybe... I. Sleepaway Camp, it's between, it'll be a tie between Sleepaway Camp 1 and Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. But, okay, I'll, I'll take Tales of the Dark Side, the movie off, because that's, that was from 1990. So, even though this is about 19, 1980s horror, I did watch a few from, well, one was from 1979 and one, and a couple were from, or, yeah, a couple were from 1990. So, you could see the difference in the two that are from 1990. Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, and Bride of Reanimator. They were more of a... They are more of a, on a, a real sp- kind of spooky horror vibe than the ones from the 1980s where, in my opinion, half of them were just excuses to show tits <laughs> and nudity. <laughs> like... Uh, chopping mall. You, you got these kids having a, a a party overnight in a shopping mall that just got three new security guards. Security guards, but the guards aren't human. They're they're these robots that go haywire because of like a a lightning strikes their their antenna on top of the mall. They go haywire and instead of like subduing people, they start killing people. But like kids are having a party in. One of their uncle's furniture stores in the mall, and you know, surprise, surprise, a little nudity. Nudity, nudity doesn't affect me, you know. I'm not one of those prude people who are like, oh my god, cover your eyes, Timmy, you're naked. You know, everyone, everyone, to me, everyone has a body. Like, there's only there's there's really only two versions of a human body. You know, the male version, the female version. It's not. That's that's pretty much it. Everyone. Everyone's seen one. If you took an anatomy class, you'd seen one. So there's no real reason to get but frustrated about some, a little nudity. So, but anyway, <clears throat> yeah. So, um, what was it called? The Slumber Party Massacre. That's probably one of the worst ones I watched. It was, I mean, the title pretty much tells it. Girls having a slumber party. Mm. A little nudity in the in the gym locker room when they're after volleyball, you know. the 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 movie wasn't great. I didn't really pay attention to it, so like I don't really remember it that well because it wasn't it wasn't great. It's probably the only one that I watched that I really didn't pay attention to. I, I I'll probably put the long weekend on that list of. The ones that I really didn't pay attention to, but then I watched it a second time because the first time I didn't really pay attention to it, and was like, I really felt like maybe I should try and pay attention to it. But it's it's not a bad movie. It's from 1979. It's not a bad movie. It's just the the not the pacing, but the way the story was told was kind of. Not bad. It was kind of. It could have been better. Like, this this couple that are having a a rough patch in their relationship, go on a camping trip. The wife wants to go somewhere more city like. You know, she wants to go on a different kind of vacation. The husband wants to go camping. They go camping, and so they're they're already at each other's throat because their relationship's on the rocks and. They go where he wants to go for for the 
vacation. And it's like the whole theme is like na nature strikes back at their actions, you know. And then it doesn't it doesn't really become apparent that that's what the the theme was until like maybe three fourths in. And it's like if it's if it started off with like a stronger nature strikes back kind of thing, then like maybe I'd have been more interested in it. But overall. Oh yeah, again, it's 1979. So it's not really an 80s theme, but and I think it was Australian made. It was, it was alright. It wasn't bad. I mean, I'll recommend watching it. The only one I wouldn't recommend watching is probably Slumber Party Massacre, unless again you're looking for a little, a little softcore, softcore porn horror. Then by all means, watch Slumber Party Massacre. But The Return of the Living Dead is probably one of the best horror movies that I've ever seen. Everything everything was was perfect and there's one scene where the a paramedic is being eaten by a zombie or reanim or re living dead, I guess. And <laughs> someone goes towards is like going towards where the paramedic is being eaten. He doesn't see it, and then he's like, it's behind a, the ambulance car door, so he can't see it. And when he closes the car door, he sees the zombie eating the paramedic, and then, like, he screams in terror, and the zombie, the living dead, like, screams back at him, and he goes running off. But then, dude, me, I was expecting the, the zombie to get up and chase him, but no, it's a, uh, I don't know if it was a. A midget or just a zombie whose legs were cut off at the knee? I can't remember. But I remember having to pause because I was dying laughing watching this, this short zombie chase after someone. That's probably one of the best zombie scenes I've ever seen. Oh, I, w I would totally recommend this movie. It's probably like in my top. 10 horror movies of all time just because not just because of that scene but just because of that scene <laughs> like that scene was <laughs> probably one of my favorite scenes of all time like i literally had to pause for five minutes and so i could stop laughing because i mean I, I went back and rewind it and watched it like 16 times but <laughs> that's probably one of the, the best scenes i've ever seen overall the movie was great you know the ending the ending was good I think there was a there's like a part two to it. It might be loosely part two. But I I like I liked it. Uh Sleepaway Camp one. Two and three. Let's talk about you know what? I'll 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 rate the first. Like Sleepaway Camp one, after I watched it, I gave it a eight out of ten. Before we camp, ooh, after I watched it, I gave it a 2 out of 10. And then Seafoy Camp 3, after I watched it, I also gave that an 8 out of 10. 2, like, if, if 1 and 3 were just the only ones in the series, it would be perfect. Uh, two? Uh, I just don't like, I didn't get the whole, like the character in the first one, she was very, or, well, I want to spoil it for people who, who are affected by spoils and stuff like that, but the character in the first one, she is very quiet, very shy and reserved in a sense, like she doesn't really talk. I don't. I think it's like halfway through the movie before she actually says her first words, but but she's very quiet. And then in the second movie, he's like this very talkative killer. It's like, what happened? You know, it's like, what changed? What, what really? I mean, I know she went to she had like she went to like therapy or like some kind of sentencing for like seven years. 
and she's out now. But like, the way she was talking in the second movie and the way she was killing, it started off good, the way she was killing, but then, just like, you, I understand it was the same character, like, the, you, I understood the killings was be, being done by the same character, but it just didn't feel like the same character at the end of the day. The acting wasn't was subpar compared to the first one. I mean, the first one there was much younger kids. The second one, again, another ex- the second one was an excuse to show to show some some nudity. It was more like late teens, I guess you want to call it. The first one was probably young teens. It was. Yeah, first one was like they were the first one they were young they were young teens more. and then the second one it was like late teens. But the actress for the main character was in the second one and the third one. And I just felt like her killings in the third one were way better than her killings in the second one. Better than the first one. The first one they didn't really show her killings too much. Well they did. They did. But the killings in the third one were, were, were better. I, I guess, you know, she's older. She's more experienced. She has two movies of killings under her belt. <laughs> so, but she's, she's more experienced and at better killings. There's one killing in the third one where she, she uses a lawnmower to kill someone. That was, that was pretty awesome. She uses a jeep to kill someone and not in the run over them with the jeep kind of way. It was, you know, that, again, that was another good killing. You know, it was it was enter- entertaining. The second one, the second one, eh, don't really care for it. Oh, also in the first one, there's this counselor, a male counselor, who's wearing those old school like basketball shorts that are so short today they'll be considered like boxers. That's how small and tight, not not boxer, boxer briefs, I guess. Those boxers are loose. So it's like they're like. Box briefs of the of this day. They're so small and so tight. And he's walking around a camp of like teenage kids in these tiny ass shorts. You know, I'm not saying the man didn't look good in them, but like these tiny ass shorts, his junk just hanging out, tight butt. Just, I'm like, this is this is what camp was like in the eighties. <laughs> And then you got the like head of the camp, this creepy old man walking around with a cigar the whole time, just creeping on this one girl. And Seaboy Camp One was like the third one I watched, so this is like the first camping horror movie of the of the bunch that I watched. I'm like, yo, the camp counselors. Mad creepy. I'm like, he's over here flirting with one of the one of the girls. It's like and then I'm thinking, oh he's just flirting with one of the girls, you know, it's like uh man in power flirting with a girl, like kinda hit puberty trying to go she No, actually she wasn't a she wasn't the one the camper, she was like one of the counselors. But still she's very compared to him, he, she's very young. Like some Hugh Hefner and like eighteen year old Playboy bunny kind of thing. And then the second one, different camp. There's another creepy camp counselor, but I don't think he was big on the hitting on girls thing, but he definitely was a creepy camp counselor. Not as not as bad as the first one. The third one now. They took the creepy camp counselor to a whole nother level. I don't know if you guys watched Mad TV back in the days, but a whole not the level, you know. Like the, the, the movies, the movie starts off. All the camp is there, and uh, the first, the first guy, he was at least you know hitting on like a, a counselor. This one's hitting on a camper, and even though she might be eighteen or whatever the legal age is in whatever state that is, but probably was eighteen. He's over here, his little Playboy bunny belt buckle, you know, it's like jiggling it. Motioning to us his crotch the whole time. But the 
split the camp up into three groups, one for each counselor. And of course, surprise, surprise, the girl he's sitting on is in his, is his group. And while people are doing stuff, you know, they're in the tent and he's over there trying to guess some. I'm like, damn, the 80s had this, the 80s were like a little, not overly sexual, but very sexual in the 80s. And a lot of creepy old men <laughs> were in the 80s. Two things I realized from, from these movies. 80s, there was a lot of weed going around. No, I don't have an issue with that. And everyone was horny. Again, I don't have an issue with that. But that's, that's just a general vibe I've been getting from a lot of the, the 80s horror movies. But, yeah. Chopping Mall. I already talked about Chopping Mall. I, wanna, like, I liked it. It was, you know, I'd give it like a... 7 out of 10. Like, a lot of a lot of these movies, when you look at IMDb ratings and uh, Rotten Tomato, they're like between 60%, like 67% to like 40% in, in terms of their rating. And you got like, when you, when you really think about it, those ratings have... You have ratings from people who really enjoyed it, so they'll give it tens. But then you have people who clearly the movie isn't for them, so they're giving it ones and twos, or they're very extremely critical. Of movies. You know, it's like me in 2019 watching a movie from 1989 and being hypercritical about stuff like the CGI, the animation. You know, like, yes, yeah, the acting isn't like on some. Leah DiCarpio or, or or Will Smith in um in in um what's that movie he did? Pursuit of Happiness. You know, it's not like on those levels, but just take it as it is. You know, it's like a cheesy slasher theme camp away horror movie. You know, it's what it is. Don't not, not everything's gonna be some a masterpiece. It's, it's just a a cheesy horror movie. But, but yeah, so you're going to have 10s and, and 1s kind of skewing the ratings. So when I see a movie that's like in the 60s, I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to watch it. I'm probably going to think it's like a 70, maybe 80. I'm not, again, I'm not one who's really big on reviews, but sometimes, you know, reviews, especially when it's... uh. Reviews from regular people, like critic reviews, I don't really care for because I'm not gonna. You're not gonna find a critic who is a hundred percent like you. But when you get a bunch of reviews from a bunch of people, then it it kind of gives you a good understanding of how likely you might like the movie. If 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 the cover, basically, I was basing it on on the covers. <laughs> you know, say so don't judge a book by its cover. But if the if the title seemed interesting. The, the picture that they had with it seems interesting. I'll watch it because a lot of these didn't really have trailers. I wasn't going to go on YouTube and look up a trailer for every movie just to see if I wanted interested. I was interested in it or not. I just watched them. But yeah. Chopping Mall, I'll give a 7. Okay, Killer Clowns from Out Space, I'll give like a, a 9. Let's start, let's start this list over. Or no, maybe I'll do this at, I'll do that at the end after I talk about all the movies I watched. So, after Chopping Mall, I watched Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead is 1989. I would put m movies from like 1989 with the 90s. Because like, it's like the transitioning period into the 90s. It's, it's not like you hit 1990 and then boom. Different style of, of movies. It's just like, you know, slowly transitioned and then 1990s style movies. So 1989, Pumpkinhead... It's like a 1990s horror movie for me. It was it was really good, you know. Felt felt bad for the guy and his kid. Kind of kind of wish he didn't have a change of heart halfway through, but it was a good it was a good movie. It was yeah, it was good. Not what I was looking for because I was looking for 80s horror, but I watched it because it seemed interesting. Solar Party Massacre, yeah. The being, 
Oh, no. This one was worse than Slumber Party Massacre. You know, at least Slumber Party Massacre had some attractive girls to look at and stuff like that. The being was just trash, in my opinion. I don't even, I don't even remember the movie. I, I, I blocked that crap out of my memory. There were some memor- some notable actors in it. But the movie was just just bad all around in my opinion. You know, not not the animation or the the acting. It's just the movie itself. I didn't it it did nothing for me. It is just uh, so I'm, I'm not going to waste my time with something that I really didn't enjoy. Bride of the Reanimator. This one was very well done. It's based off of Lovecraftian lore. Pretty sure it's a Lovecraftian book story. Can't remember the name right now, but... Actually, do I have it here? I think I do have... I think I do have it here. Let me see... One second... Ride of Reanimator. It is no not that one right of reanimator is no okay no so reanimator which is the first one in the series is which I was looking for. I didn't watch it yet because it was on a streaming service that I didn't I didn't have access to. So I was looking to see what, what else they have on it before I subscribed to it. But Reanimator, which came before Bradley Reanimator, is based off of Lovecraftian novelette. Uh, Herbert West. Herbert West Reanimator. And the char- one of the characters in the show is called, the movie's called Herbert West. So it's pretty much based off of Lovecraftian lore. It was it was really good. But it had like a nineteen nineties horror vibe to it. It was made in when was it made? Oh it was nineteen ninety. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, it had a nineteen nineties horror vibe to it. But I liked it. So even though I'm big on uh, 80s horror, 90s horror works for me. You know, it might it might be a nostalgia thing again, but because when I grew up, but it was it was a good movie, worth the watch. The actors were good. The premise, the plot, storyline was good. The I don't want to call them zombies. The reanimated was pretty cool. You know, it's it's after. Watching so many, not so many. I really, I'm not really big on zombies like that. But after that whole zombie craze we've been going through lately, like Walking Dead and like all these zombie games, I'm, I'm really liking some of the older zombies compared to the newer ones. Like Walking Dead zombies, they're alright. Uh, there's some there's some games where like the zombies are just like god mode humans, you know, like they mightn't have the intelligence as humans, but then they have this god mode strength, god mode speed, god mode hearing, god mode sight. It's like, eh. <clears throat> I prefer the whole like. Um, the Return of the Living Dead, those zombies were pretty cool. <clears throat> and Brother Reanimator, the reanimator in that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a good movie, yeah. Let's move on. No, not much to really say about it. Blood Rage. This one had a kind of a 1990s vibe to it, too. It's like these two twin. These twins twins is these twins 
were with their mom and her date at the drive-in movie theater. And they're like sleeping in the trunk. Those, those old kind of four tourist station wagon kind of cars. You know, where the trunk is just so big, you can freaking have a, a whole slumber party back there. So these little kids are sleeping in the trunk. And their mom's at the drive-in with her date, making out. And you know, he's wondering, like, who, who brings their kids on their date to the drive-in? And I think the, the, the movie playing was like a horror, flash of horror movie or something. So the, moms, so the kids, like, go wandering off when they notice that no one's really paying attention to them. And one of them kills someone. Just, like, unprovoked kills someone. And after he does it, he puts the weapon in his brother's hand and smears blood over him. And it's like... What did you do? Like basically framing his brother. And these are, these kids look like they're eleven, maybe ten. And that's how the movie starts off. And then it kind of fast forwards like ten years later or something, where one the one who pretty much did it is like in college and the other one's in like a mental institute trying to get out. And now he's he, he he doesn't get to get out because like he, they still think like uh, I don't know like the, the his doctor kind of believes that he doesn't he didn't do it but it's like he has to prove he, there's no like real proof that he didn't do it that his brother did it like he's not getting out because like he didn't get better yet in their opinion but he's, he 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 breaks out in a sense. So now his brother's like, oh, he's out. Well, here I go killing again. And, you know, off to killing again. It was, I like the whole, the whole twin, blaming the other twin for it kind of thing. It was, it was pretty cool. Till the, the end, like the mother, she was just like, ugh. Probably like one of the worst examples of a mother <laughs> I've ever seen. She was just such a terrible naive person long weekend I talked about that already let's skip it microwave massacre ah I was waiting to get to this one I don't I don't know how many people will classify microwave massacre as a horror just the name alone is Amazing. The title alone is amazing. I would, I would put, I would call Microwave Massacre black comedy horror. Like it, it clearly has like a little horror theme to it, but clearly has horror theme to it. But it's more of a comedy, and then the acting is bad that is good it's like the main character is like how do I put it it's probably like his first acting gig out of <laughs> while he's while he's in acting school still you know even though he's like an older older person not like a, a young person but like his first acting gig at acting school, that's how, while he's still in acting school, not even out of acting school, that's how cheesy the acting was. Not bad, cheesy is the word. But the story is just, it's just, oh, I love it. It's like, I'll give this movie a 10 out of 10. Like his, his wife has this massive, like the 1980s version of the future microwave. This thing is like two a double oven. It's like the size of a double oven, but bigger. <laughs> so it's like this. Actually, it's like the size of a fridge. That's how. That's what it looks like. It's basically like a fridge, but it's a microwave. And she's all on this, cooking all these fancy 
exotic cuisines. She's a connoisseur of fine dining. And he's a construction worker, you know. He just wants his bologna sandwich or, like, his ham and cheese or whatever you, what you have. Like, he just wants his basic sandwiches to carry to work, you know. His, his co-workers at the construction site, they all got their whole heroes and subs. He's here with this weird-looking food. It's like he pulls out, like, a, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Kilroy in, in um, Las Vegas, Nevada. It's this burger joint. They give you, like, this massive burger that's the size of, like, a, probably bigger than an average size American plate. Like, the, 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 the full circle plate, probably a little bit bigger than an American-sized plate burger. Patty, the, the bun, you know, that's the size of everything. And then just whatever toppings you want. And it's like, if you could finish it, if you could finish it before you leave, you know, probably get it for free, some kind of thing. Like, when we were younger, we went and we, <laughs> we, my brothers and I got one each thinking, yeah, we could, we could do this. No, no, no. And, and even though, you know, Trinity and I are, are skinny kids with, with extremely high metabolism and, and our other brother, you know, just as, pretty much was just as skinny as us. And we eat a lot. Like, we don't eat a lot in one sitting, so we couldn't do it in one sitting. But anyway, back to it. So, like, his wife gives him a burger like that to carry to work. But you would think, all right, it's a massive burger. Cool. The, the, pat, the patty isn't a patty. It's like a giant crab. And it's not even, like, a crab that's, like, shelled. It's literally... A giant crab still in the shell in the burger with some lettuce. <laughs> it's like, what is, what is that? He goes home. She's making some exotic thing. Again, in the microwave. I don't know why the people in the 80s thought that the microwave was going to be the future of cooking. If you're cooking in the microwave, your food is terrible, period. I don't care what anyone says. You know, microwave is just, in my opinion, it's just for reheating leftovers microwave is not for cooking don't don't cook your rice in the microwave don't cook your spaghetti in the microwave do it out on the stove no don't your frozen dinners <laughs> i know so she, she she thinks she's cooking these fancy exotic dishes in her fancy high-tech high futuristic microwave and he doesn't want that i don't know how the food tastes you know i'm not there but the food sounds like they they would they should be good, just based off the names. It sounds like it should be good. The fact that she took it in the microwave leads me to believe that they're not good. And the way he complains about it leads me to believe that it's not good. So what happens? He he gets to the point where he's fed up about her and kills her. I, I, yeah, he kills her, and then in disposing of her, in disposing of her body, he, she has this fr freezer in the garage that's packed from top to bottom with foods wrapped in foil. Um, that's I find that pretty standard. So you know, it's food. Everyone has like a freezer in their house that's just packed with like. Food wrapped up, like, I don't know if it's, like, food to cook or food that you already cooked that's, like, kind of leftovers. She has this freezer of packet food. So he cuts up her body and wraps it up in foil, and he needs somewhere to put it, so he's put it in the freezer. So he puts her, he cups up her body and puts it in the freezer, taking out some of her stuff. And then he gets hungry, and he's like, you know, you know what? She, she might have something good down there to eat. So he goes in the freezer, takes out. Well, no. He goes in the bin of like the stuff she had in there that he took out and unwraps one of them to eat. But in his packing the freezer, 
one of her body parts didn't go in. So he's eating. So now he's eating her her hand. And he doesn't really pay attention. Then he realizes it's her hand. He's like, "Wow, she actually tastes really good." Then he starts starts cooking her. And I'm thinking this whole movie is going to be about this guy eating his wife and feeding it to his coworkers. And no, it's like it's basically his dive into cannibalism. So it's like, uh, slowly starts killing hookers and like prostitutes and stuff, and and cooking them. It's like, have sex with them, cook them, <laughs> or kill them and 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 eat them. And he's feeding his coworkers and like, yo, what what do you do? Like, this is some good stuff, you know. Like, you got to keep bringing food for us. Ah, uh, again, it's not really horror. I mean, it is, but. It's more on the comedy side, so like I'll call it black comedy horror. I would give this movie a freaking ten out of ten. Definitely will watch again. Cause it's so bad. It's freaking good. Class of nineteen eighty four. Will I call this horror? Yeah. Maybe. It's it's more like a thriller than a horror. But it was recommended from what I was watching so far. So I watched it. It was... It has the best deaths or best debt I have ever seen in a movie. Period. The best, the best killing of someone shown in a movie i'm not talking about like killing someone where they start the person is going to kill them and as the action happens the camera pans away so you don't really see it you just have the you just know it happened because you know what he was going to do but you're you you paint a mental image of what happened i'm talking about straight up just showing you man getting killed hands down the best killing I've ever seen in a movie. And then the second best and third best. <laughs> I'll definitely recommend it. You know, it's kind of like, it starts off to me with like a, a great teacher Onizuka vibe for anyone who watches, reads good mangas and watches good anime. It has a great teacher Onizuka vibe to it. And then, it gets darker than Great Teacher in because, like, he doesn't kill people in GTO. You know, he teaches them a lesson, but in, in Class of 1984, the only lesson they were going to learn was being killed. Great movie. Nine and a half out of ten. We'll watch again. Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, it's like a series of short. Like a series of, yeah, it's like a series of short stories told from this kid who's being held captive by this lady who's going to cook him. Another cannibal movie. Sort of ish cuz you know his he was just telling he was telling stories. So his his story was kind of like what tied the three stories that he was telling together. It's a good movie. Kind of like if you like Stephen King short stories, you like that. Waxwork was It was okay. Decent. And then House. House. For me. If House was the last one I watched. I watched it a couple days ago. House for me is like. Um, killer Clowns from Outer Space. You know. Kind of vibe. The, the, the monster is kind of. On that kind of. Doofy looking monster. The story was pretty cool. I liked it. For me, it's kind of like I came back to to Killer Clowns from Outer Space because like it 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 has the same kind of vibes. It's like I started off with with a cheesy looking monster movie and it ended off with a cheesy looking monster movie. I'm not done watching horror movies, you know. It's not. It's never a bad time to watch some some '80s horror, but. 
you know, for this before this podcast, what from what I watched, it's like full circle. Started off, ended up, ended the way I started off. But yeah, if if I was gonna rate all the movies, I'm not gonna rank them because you know, how how do you rank? I mean, my ratings will speak for for ranking them. It's just some of them are just so good for different reasons that I can't really put them above each other in a sense. So. Killer Clowns face, I'll give a, I think I said I gave it an 8. I can't remember, I'll give it like an 8. Return of the Living Dead, 9.5. Sleepaway Camp 1, 8. Sleepaway Camp 2, a 2. Sleepaway Camp 3, a 8. Chopping Mall, I give like a 7. Pumpkinhead, 7.5 uh the being zero because i really i I'd, yeah slumber party massacre six five five like yeah it's like middle of the road average Bride of reanimator uh 7.5 blood rage uh, uh, eight uh 7.5 7.5 the final terror Oh, did I skip that? I'll give a Final Terror like a 8.5. It's a really good story. Really good story. Definitely, I definitely recommend it. I, I don't know how I skipped it, but yeah, I'll give that a 8.5. Long weekend, 6. Could have been better. If, if the story was told in like a different order, or not different order, if the story, some information that you get, from the story was told a little bit earlier, it'd probably be higher. But even though, knowing what I know after watching the movie, I'll still give it like a 6. Microwave Massacre, 10. No questions asked. Class of 1984, 9.5. Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, 8. Waxwork, 8. House, 8. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not one of those. I'm not a hypercritical critic. I'm not. I'm not a critic. I mean, everyone's a critic, but I'm not. I'm not paid to critique anything. I'm just a fan of stuff that I like, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, you know, I'm not like how you see a lot of video game reviews will give. A lot of um, like let's take like FIFA. FIFA year in year out will get like anywhere from like a seven to nine and a half. In my opinion, those games are like a average at best. You know, so like somewhere they should be somewhere in the five spectrum. But when people see a review, anything below a five is just like. Ooh, this is not this is not good, you know. So sevens become the new average. Five isn't average anymore. Seven's a new average. And to me, if, if you're giving on things on a scale of one to ten, a five should be average. Seven sh- shouldn't be average. Like when you see games get sevens, seven and a half, people are like I'll wait for it to go on sale. Like no, it's like. Five is average. Seven is seven is not average. Then your scale is basically from five to ten, because one to from zero to or one to five realistically don't exist in your world. And I, to me, I don't do that. Again, long. Uh, no. What was it? The being. Again, I give that a zero, because <laughs> that's. That's where it belongs. Summer Party Massacre, actually. I give that a four. Yeah. So, out of all the movies I watched, if I was going to recommend, if you want to see cheesy 80s horror, you want to watch a trilogy, Sleepaway Camp. Perfect choice. One, two, and three. Two 
Some people might like two more than I did. But I will still watch it just because it's part of the trilogy. If you want more of a... Like, if, you, if you're looking for, like, a slasher kind of thing, see if we can't one, two, and three. If you want something Lovecraftian, the reanimator, it's like one, there's like, I think there's three reanimator movies. But one of them might be in the two, from the 2000s. It might be a remake of the first one, I think. Don't quote me on that, but I believe... The one from the later reanimator movie is a remake of the first one, which I heard is very good. So, I would watch it after I watch the, the original just to see how, how it compares. House and Return to Killer Clowns. Like, if you're looking for some horror that you're looking to laugh at, if you're looking to laugh your ass off, well, not laugh your ass off, but like, if you're looking for a good laugh. Then it definitely has to be Micro Massacre. And then Killer Clowns from Outer Space and Den House. Like one of those three. Waxwork is a good kinda a good story horror. I'll put that along with Tales of the Dark Side movie. Class of nineteen eighty four. If you wanna see some some gruesome like the the killings don't happen to like late in the movie, but like the story is good. It's worth the watch. I would stay away from Summer Party Massacre unless you just want to see some 1980s ass and tits. The Being, I would stay away from. Final, the Final Terror, I would put up there with. I'll put with Waxworks and Tales from the Dark Side of the movie, like. There's like some really good story driven horror films. Not like scary horror, but you know. The Final Terror was, was actually pretty good. There's one character who has like the world's most rotten teeth. I just couldn't get over that the whole movie. But yeah, so I'm gonna call it here for now. Uh, I talked almost an hour about bunch of 1980s, a few 1990s horror movies. I mean, again, it's like any any genre of of anything. There's always going to be subgenres. There's not going to be like this. It's not going to be one one idea of or vision of horror. And me personally, unless unless somebody could find a way to recapture that feeling I got from The Exorcist, I'm really going to be interested in, in cheesy 80s horror. You know, it's kind of like how people watch stuff like Sharknado. Like, you're not watching it because Tara Reid and, and whoever else is in that are good actors, actresses. You know, you're watching it because it's a train wreck. It's bad and it's, it's funny at the same time. It's like, basically what I, how I look at 80s horror is like, it's so bad, it's good. You know, it's like... I'm not... I'm not saying 80s horror acting is... As bad as, like, Sharknado, but... Overall, the movies are just so bad. They're good. So... Yeah. You know, if, it, if there's, like, any horror movies anyone got any recommendations for, especially 80s horror, that would be good to know. You know I'm, I'm always up for... Some, some cheesy but good horror when 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 JFK is being friendly and deciding to not fly over I, I, I'm pretty sure like half the planes flying over have something to do with the way the tennis schedule works in New York but I gotta I, I gotta look up to see if it's like a a chart of like when will the planes not be flying over my goddamn house so I could watch something in peace. Yeah, so next week, Freddy Key should be back. So back to our regular, regular, regular words hard Saturday mornings, regularly scheduled podcast setup where it's two of us. 
what's gonna uh get one of our friends who initially was gonna be doing the podcast with us, but for reasons it's just the two of us. I was gonna get him see if I get him for this episode, but figured I'd just try to do it by myself, see how things go. Doing it by myself. I'm not I'm not a very talkative person in general. I'm a very introverted person. I could go weeks without talking. Unless it's, you know, un- un- until you bring up something that I really like, then I could talk for days. But I'm not really big on talking. So for me, this podcast is like a huge kind of step outside of my comfort zone in a sense you know i'm not not big on hearing my own voice i don't need to talk to, to get by i really could go weeks and days without saying a word sometimes i talk out loud to just just to remind myself that hey hey you got a voice you didn't you didn't lose it but yeah next week i don't know if we'll be go back on like a, a video game podcast we'll see Maybe we might do something similar to this because we didn't start this with the intention of just being only video games. It's just that we grew up playing video games, so and we did call ourselves a beta testers because you know we we grew up pretty much for every video game system there is known to man. So yeah, we'll see. Next, 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 next Saturday is gonna be. Ooh, Halloween's Thursday. Next Saturday is November 2nd. And then after that, Dead Stranding. And then after that, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh. I'm still waiting for the Outer World around the Switch. I was going to get it on PS4 until they announced it for the Switch. And I'm not the biggest... I'm not a graphics whore. I don't care for graphics. I I really like playing games on my Switch, not being tethered to my desk. But again, I don't play on a. I don't like playing games on a TV. Twenty-seven inch monitor is pretty much the biggest I'll play a game on. I'm not big on like sixty-inch TVs, those, that kind of stuff. Playing games on like, I gotta move my head too much to like. Uh, it's just too much, too much, too much for me. Twenty-inch. 27 inch monitor. Now, hoping some good 4K 27 inch monitors come out in the future that are affordable and not like an arm and a leg for something that's going to be dropping in price as as more versions come out. But yeah, so I'm waiting for Outworlds on Switch. See when. That's coming because they did announce it. So I know that's coming for the Switch. That Stranding I'm getting. Pokemon Sword and Shield. I don't know which one I'm going to get. Let me get one of them. And yet. I think that's it for the rest of you. There's a Neverwinter Nights. Enhanced Edition coming out. There's also a Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition that's out on the Switch. I think it's also on PS4. And another one. Can't remember which one. Um, I'll get... I'll get to those eventually. It's just not even, not enough time to play all these games. Even even as a kid, there's just not enough time. It wouldn't be enough time to play all these games. There's just so many new games coming out and then reimaginings of old games just that I miss growing up. It's like I can't I can't get to all of them, so I gotta pick and choose. So yeah, I'll end it from for here for now and. Till next time, you know, it's, it's interesting doing it by myself. Hopefully it's not, not too bad. It's a learning experience for me. So, see you guys next time. And also, no, we really haven't been, <laughs> I, I know I'm trying to end it, but keep keep remembering stuff. We really haven't been, like, <clears throat> doing, doing the stuff, but, um... We do have Instagram, 
not Instagram. Twitter. We do have Instagram, but I don't I don't use Instagram. Just like it's it's just there. We do have Twitter accounts. Obviously mine is at NerdUNV, N-E-R-D-U-N-V. Hopefully people get it. And my brother's is I am pretty sure just like his name is here, but Trini underscore key. So it's at Trini no at key Jerome. Yeah yeah. At A-E-Y J-E-R-O-M-E. And then we also have one for the podcast at beta testers, but it's B eight E A E E S T E R S because obviously getting beta testers in twenty nineteen is impossible. So it was the best way to put the name without having numbers at the end or like XXYZ trying not to have names and numbers in them. Because I am original. He says. Even though I do have Nerd UNV pretty much everywhere. No one's no one's no one can take that from me, man. I'm the only Nerd UNV out there. But yeah. You can find us on Twitter. I'ma try up post more on the beta testers podcast, especially when when I'm posting new episodes. I try to post new episodes every Thursday around tw- around midday. So I I publish it and depends on the platform. But usually so far it seems like on Apple Podcasts it's been coming up within like in thirty minutes to an hour. And then Spotify within like half the day. So I try to post it on Thursday. It should be up by Thursday night, Friday morning, wherever you get your podcast. And again, you can find me on Twitter at, at NerdUNV, N-E-R-D-U-N-V. And my brother at Key Jerome, K-E-Y-J-E-R-O-M-E. Or just the podcast bit, um, Twitter account at V-8-E-A-T-E-S-T-E-R-S. R-S. R-S. <laughs> but yeah, till next time, I'm NerdUNV, one half of the beta testers, and... Happy Halloween. See you next time.